I'm your boy Royalty. And yo, it's your boy Young Fly in the wrist. We are an all hip-hop podcast, and everything that we talk about on this podcast is related to the hip-hop culture. So how's it going, man? What's been going on this week, Doc? Man, it's been a long and tiring week, man. But you know, blessed to be here as always. Yeah. And we've been we had to put off the show <laughs> for a couple of days, you know, with you know, getting into life and stuff like that. So but hey, let's get into things. Uh, first off, I want to con- again, you know, just got to always give props with props to do. Want to thank you guys. Continue to support us. Uh, continue to like us, download it, share it. However, you consume this podcast, where you listen to your own, listen to it on your way to work, work it out in the gym, whatever it is. So I really want to really want to thank everybody out there. Uh, continue to support the hip hop rejects. Really appreciate it. Yeah, we we really really appreciate it. You know, we trying to grow so that we be worldwide, and we can only do that with you guys' help. Exactly. Um, before I get into before I get into the news of things and all that good stuff, uh, I want to also uh, just take some time to say that uh, we are officially uh, live on iTunes. So make sure when you guys are listening to the podcast on iTunes, make sure you guys are hitting that subscribe button. We're on Stitcher Radio, and also we're on Podbean as well. Um, I'm going to have some additional information for you guys on SoundCloud in a, probably about in a week or two in relation to that, because I know some of you guys that listen to us on SoundCloud probably didn't get that fourth episode, had some technical difficulties. So I will be putting out a a message on Facebook and Twitter to let you, let you guys know when that episode is up. So just to give you guys a heads up on that. All right, man, let's get into what's been going on this week in hip hop. We got uh let's kick it off with a boy, Mr. Percy Miller, Master P. With all this um straight out of Compton that's been going on for the past week or so, or probably maybe probably even longer than that, uh Master P has been working on a biopic entitled The Ice Cream Man, King of the South. Uh it is slated to come out spring twenty sixteen. Of course, wouldn't be right only if Master P didn't have some type of creative control when it came to it. So he is also co-writing on the project and directing the film as well. So, um, guys, if you also want to take a look, there is a trailer for, it's a, like kind of like a trailer slash teaser for the film. Uh, so we'll have it up on our Facebook really soon before the before this episode uh, drops for you guys on Wednesday. So, Master P. Hmm. Let me guess. Romeo playing him. Yeah, and on the dude, and on the cover of the um of the poster, Romeo looks like I'm like, dude. It's like because the cover of the poster that I saw for it is basically like the cover of Ice Cream Man album. And uh, when I saw it, I was like, man, I'm like that looked like that like Young Master P right there, and you know, of course it's Romeo. So, hmm. Okay, P. Let's see what you about. So we got Master P coming out with his own biopic. Easy's daughter is coming out with uh, a 
official biopics and she said um, straight out of Compton didn't touch on the issues she felt like it should have touched on. So who else is coming out? I wonder. But here's but let me go back to that with the with Easy E's uh, daughter because like okay man every time that a biopic comes out about an artist or any particular artist the relatives that we ain't never ever seen tend to always come out the woodwork. And they always say, oh, well, that wasn't the true depiction or that wasn't, you know, with the notorious big, with the notorious uh, film. Lil' Kim says she wasn't depicted correctly. And then I also read the whole thing about EZ's daughter, too. And she was saying, like, you know, that wasn't the whole story. But here's the thing. This was not the Easy E movie. This was the NWA movie. So they're not going to show every single aspect of Easy E easy E's life they're not gonna they're not gonna because she was like they didn't show you know how he discovered bone that part that had nothing finding bone had nothing to do with nwa don't get me wrong i love bone thugs and harmony to the death but nwa didn't have nothing to do with bone thugs and harmony so that's something that's irrelevant as far as in relation to the movie but go ahead go ahead yeah go ahead yeah man you know i was just reading it i mean she gave the movie as props she was just like, you know, she felt like it could touch on other issues. But like I said, the movie wasn't even about the whole NWA group because you didn't see much on Ren. You didn't see much on DJ Yella. What you, the movie was basically about Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, and Easy e I mean, they gave him his props in the movie. They credited him, they credited him with the stuff that he should have been credited with. Exactly. I mean, they made mentions of stuff that wasn't shown in the movie, but they made mentions of it. I mean, you can't satisfy everybody, so yeah. I mean, you only can you only can fit so much into an hour and thirty minutes, two hours, or shoot, if you really want to get with it, you know, if you really just want to tell everything, three hours, you know. So, but in relation to the to Straight Outta Compton, uh, they are also working on a sequel to Straight Outta Compton, which will focus on the rise of Tupac and Snoop Dogg. So I'm really, 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 really pumped to see that because I saw the guy that plays Tupac and this dude really looks like Pac. Like, yeah. seriously. Yeah, according to, Ice, according to Ice Cube, everybody that you um, heard rapping in there, they, they those were not dubs. Those were those people's actual voices, the actors' actual voices. So when you seen old boy playing Snoop Dogg and old boy playing Tupac, those were those guys' actual voices, not Tupac's or Snoop Dogg. And in my opinion, they dead ringers for him. You have to be very talented to pull off Snoop Dogg or Tupac. Exactly. Yeah, so, man, I'm, I'm really, really going to be hard. And I also heard um, the guy that's, that played Tupac and Straight Outta Compton, he's also working on a – we're finally going to get the Tupac movie – uh, he's working with John Singleton on the on the Tupac biopic, so he'll be also also doing the Straight Outta Compton deal. Well, the sequel to Straight Outta Compton, he'll also be doing a Tupac biopic too. So, that should so be pretty cool are to they see. ushering? Are we now seeing the new age of hip hop biopic movies? Yeah, because what's to come? Yeah, probably more likely because they in Lifetime movies and jacked up every every other movie from. From Aaliyah to who else did they do? Whitney Houston. So they can't really can't trust Hold Lifetime on. with doing Hold on, <laughs> Hold on Royalty. Moment of silence for the silence for those movies. <laughs> All right. Moment taken. But like the situation with Lifetime, like, yo, 
don't do that. If it's not authorized, if you if they doing unauthorized movies, if it's not unauthorized, you basically basing the movie off opinions. Exactly. You don't know. You don't know exactly what happened or anything like that. The only movie that was really really legit that went straight to TV was the TLC movie, and I feel that movie, even with. Uh, T Boz and Chili being involved in the movie, I feel that movie should have went to the movie theater. I don't think they should have low. I don't think they should have kind of like underrated the sales in a sense. I think they should have they should have took the gamble and sent it and sent the TLC movie straight to the movies. Well, you know, a lot of VH1 has been um, real good with those movies like that because you have movies like uh, you had the 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 Jackson movie. Yeah. You know, you know, that's like a a cult classic, you know, like music movies that's based around music. VH1 has done real good with those type of um, movies. So if you're going to do a, a biopic and you don't want to go to the movie theater budget, because if you're going to do it in a movie theater, you have your budget has to grow. So if you don't want to do it in a movie budget, VH1 is one of those networks that which is a Viacom network. It's one of those networks where they will handle it the right way, in my opinion. Yeah, I can hear that. I need um. They gonna be showing all these biopics on VH1. They didn't show some some music videos, but that's on another subject. <laughs> um, let's go on, man. You know, I like to take my shots at the the used to be music stations, <laughs> BT. But um, yeah, let's talk about. Birdman here for a second. Got a this boy just keep popping up on this podcast a little bit too often. So yeah, I'm about tired of him. I'm being honest. Yeah, I know. I keep trying not to, you know, not to mention him, but I can't help it because it's just it's like when when are people gonna learn not to do business with this guy? I'm so tired of hearing one hundred. I'm tired of hearing it, man. Like Birdman, hey. Like as long as I've been a Cash Money fan, I've never been a fan of Birdman. Like who has? Um, dude, who has? I mean, he I had know. some. He had some, you know, the big time of stuff, you know. But we was liking it because it was many on the on the on the on the record, man. We ain't like because he was on it, right? You know. I mean, yeah. But let's talk about Birdman real quick. Um, Birdman is facing a new lawsuit. No surprise there, from another producer named DVLP. Um, he was never paid uh, for working on working with Lil Wayne. He produced, um, well, let's say there's the producer. He tried to resolve the issue with Birdman, but Birdman kept hitting the response that I'm getting you paid. I'm getting you paid. And so Birdman says he's taking, he was, that he was going to take care of him or whatever. But, you know, when you, when I hear, when I heard that, when I was reading this, that sounds very familiar to that Angie Martinez interview when this boy kept saying that that's my son now if it's just me but if you get this boy cornered and ask him a question about something he, he continues he's like a freaking freaking bird he just keep repeating himself so i guess he is really is bird man huh yo he like a broke jack in the box <laughs> He sing that same old tune 
with no reaction. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he because Angie kept asking about the allegations about you know with Wayne and all that stuff. And, you know, man, that's my son. It's like, dude, they ain't, we we know that we ain't asked you that. Like, answer the question. So, you know what I'm starting to think. I'm starting to think he was the nigga that had uh, Wayne Actual's uh, stepdad, Rabbit, killed so he could have Wayne. <laughs> like, seriously. I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I, do, I wouldn't even put it past him. I really don't. It's slicked on some pedophile type ish, man. Yeah, for real. Alright, let's move on. We're going to get back to him a little bit later. Um, we, got, uh, we got some beef some more beef brewing, man. We got um two of the members of Slaughterhouse beefing with one another. We got Joe Budden and Royster Five Nine uh beefing with one another on some records. Um know anything about that about that young? I can only guess it's about creativity. You know, they they probably battling trying to see who the best or probably I, it it may just be promotion for their upcoming album. That could be very true. Probably, you know, po- probably poking fun at everybody else. Yeah, because if you look at their responses on um the Drake and Meek Mills um beef, they were like two of the main ones saying that it wasn't a real beef, that it was basically like two schoolboys joining each other and just straight got the best of it. So, you know, um, they probably just making fun of the in- industry right now because they've made it absolutely clear that they don't, they don't uh, like these new school rappers. They feel like these boys soft, everybody's trying to be friends, you know, it's basically like the NBA, like the rap game right now. To me, it's basically like the NBA. Like everybody's trying to be friends. Like Drake is, Drake was like LeBron James. <laughs> like he, he want to be everybody's friend. Yeah. And, like you can't do that in this rap game, man. The rap game ain't good unless you got beef in it. You gotta have cash going at each other's throats. That what makes it, you know, legitimate. That's what rap was born off of. Yeah, you know, come when when I you know when we talk about you know slaughterhouse and stuff like that. Like, do you feel like um? I kind of feel this way. I kind of feel like with this whole slaughterhouse and you know with the the talented MCs that Eminem has at his you know beck and call with Yellow Wolf and all of them. Man, I feel like they. I don't want to say it's him, but I think the label kind of dropped the ball on them because, man, they could have had, they could have really done something with those guys. I feel like it's, I feel like Slaughterhouse is like a D12 all over again. They really could have did something with it, but like Interscope kind of like dropped the ball on, you know, pushing them out. Yeah. I mean, and then um, they're under M's tutelage right now. So, you know, M is in a place right now where he's still trying to get himself together. So how can you like really promote a group when when you're at the helm of them and you can't you really don't have your situation together? Well, you would think though, man. You think M, you know, as long as M been doing, it, man, you you would think he's at a he. Should, well, I'll say this way. Say it this way. I think Eminem is at that point where he can, you know. 
you know, mentor and bring up some and bring up some MCs. Now I'm pretty sure he got the he got the bank account to, you know, to to support that. So, I, but I really want to I really want to see more out of them because man, I know all the all the guys are a part of Slaughterhouse are like some really talented dudes. So I really really hope they can come back hard on this next album. So, but yeah. let's move on here. Um, this is not really news. Well, it's news. I don't know who this guy is, but it was just, it was kind of funny to me because his rap name is really funny to me. So this aspiring rapper by the name of the thought King was arrested for child pornography. It's not really about, don't get me wrong. Child pornography is really, really wrong and it's really, really wrong. And, but the fact that this dude name is the thought King. I'm just I'll saying, think, uh, um, there must be a, 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 a rap name bank and they running real long funds right now. Like seriously, you mean to? And I, I went and looked this story up, and I looked at old boy. Like, Bullet my Roof. dude. Yes, my dude. I'm like, yo. I'm just saying, he ain't thought nothing. I'm just saying, from the look at this guy. First off, what makes you want to say that you the king of thoughts? I know who gonna be somebody to thought when they get to prison. Exactly. <laughs> That boy gonna be holding his. That boy gonna be somebody's grand bitch. He gonna be holding somebody's bitch's pocket. Exactly. Gonna be right along with um subway guy getting his foot long in jail. Exactly. Like one thing I noticed about people in prison. Never been to prison. I just heard the stories. They do not take kind to people who are. Molesting children, exactly. do child pornography. They don't say kind of, like the hardest thugs. They love children. They don't want to see nothing done to children. Exactly. And granted, old girl was sixteen. Granted, I seen her pictures. She looked twenty two. Granted, but at the same time, she was underage. He 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 shouldn't have. You know, done that. You know, I seen the pictures that she went to the police about and all that. Um, to me, what it boiled down to, she made the accusation because she didn't get paid. And he thought um, she she thought he was a high rapper and he wouldn't. He was aspiring. Keyword here. Right. He aspiring means idea people. Just so you know. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those situations whereas. You know, he did something he wasn't supposed to do. You post check. But to all my cats out there, I don't care how thick a female is. I don't care how much makeup she got on, how her hairstyle look. Yo, if you nowadays you gotta have you need to check her social security number, you need to check her ID, you need to go talk to her parents. You need to know exactly how old this female is, my dude, because you're going to get some jail time messing with these young girls. Exactly, because, man, it's like it get to the point now. I'm glad, you know, I'm glad I'm off the market. And because sometimes, man, it gets it gets hard to tell sometimes, man, because it's like when you think about it, it's like, man, you almost have to like when you meet 
anybody nowadays, man, you got to freaking, well, especially females, for example, you have to like, you literally have to straight up cart them and run a black light. And then on top of that, run a black light over the ID to make sure it's real. Right. It's like in my hometown, the girls, I mean, the, the high school, you know, all the schools wear uniform. So I could probably see a grown woman, but if I see her with some khaki pants on, more likely I'm just going to assume she, she jail bait. Exactly. You know, I'm not going to even take a chance on it. I mean, <laughs> I can see Halle Berry in a pair of khaki pants and going to be like, no, you know what I'm saying? That's jail We're going to pass on that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just how, that's just how messed up it is, man. That's why like my rule is I don't date three years. I think I got a three-year limit to what I date up under me. And yeah. I say that because if I saw you was in school with me, cool. I know how old you are. But if I don't know, I'm going to do a little detective work. I'm stalking the Facebook all day. Yeah, I, I, if I'm interested in you, I'm going to do my detective work because I need to know how old you are. Exactly, because people be around here just straight up lying to you. I don't need your moment pressing charges on me. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, man, it's uh okay, we got uh we got the boy Meth uh just dropped a new album called The Meth Lab. Uh it's available right now on Spotify. Started listening to it. I haven't got into the meat of it just yet, but I will um I'll kinda I'll kinda give you guys a, a idea what the what the album's like on next week's show. Gotta I was uh when I found this, I had to, I found it and just added it to my, to my album collection, but I'm going to make sure I uh, get a full good listen to it. And then I'll have a, have a quick review for you guys on the next week. So uh, let's see what else we got. We got, um, we got the MTV video music awards coming up next Sunday. Um, we got the only thing we got on in the, in as far as repping for hip hop is going to be the best hip hop video. Uh, the nominees we got for this category, we got Fetty Wap with Trap Queen, Nicki Minaj with Anaconda, Kendra Lamar with All Right, Wiz Khalifa featuring Charlie uh, Charlie Puff, See You Again, Big Sean featuring E-40, I Don't Fuck With You. Those are the nominees. Yo, so, y'all, man. who you think going to win out of the category, Doc? Just based on the topic of it. Okay, let's, 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 let's Okay, let's say this. Okay, let's let's do this two ways. Who do you want to win and who do you think is going to win? Who I want to win based on the song that they're going to do. I mean, mm-hmm. the song it is, I wanted to be uh Wiz Khalifa because I love that song and that song is something that that highlights anybody that's lost a best friend, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's lost a close family member or something. Like, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of think the same thing. I kind of think, I, I think that song is going to win just because of because one, Furious Seven comes out on Blu-ray like I think like that next week, and you know it's just you know promotion. And they, I know MTV has a good relationship with when it came to advertising all the old Fast and the Furious movies from back in the day. So yeah, I kind of think they're gonna probably go that route with the uh, with the best hip hop video. No, who I think gonna win is either gonna be Nicki Minaj or Fetty Wap. One of those two. You know. Um 
I take it, man, I've never seen, I've only seen one of these videos out of all of these in this Anaconda because it was everywhere when the video dropped. So I've seen the Trap Queen video. I'm not a fan of the one I bandit. I'm sorry. Um, I, I think well, a- well, I've been on I've been on the rocks with when it when it when it comes to Fetty Wap, but um, he I got know. four top six, top ten songs on the Billboard album. I mean, no other rapper has done that, but exactly that's very true. Now, the one track I am feeling though from him is that uh, I found. Well, I, I didn't hear it on the radio. I kind of like when I go through my you know everybody knows I had Spotify. Go through Spotify and I heard the six seven nine track on um on satellite radio first off and then i was like oh this is pretty pretty tight and so um that track is growing up that's probably one of my favorite tracks he has so far though so i don't have not one favorite track he's kind of you know he's in in fed up is kind of like that i you know part of me you know says it like okay he flows but i still feel like he's kind of like borderline singing and my my standpoint when it comes to those type of artists i still feel like they are they're hip hop R and B. They're in that. They're in. They fall into that genre and not, not rap. So that's just my take on the whole hip hop R and B and hip hop category. It's only very, very few of those that that kind of fall into that category, which is kind of very confusing because most of them are typically that are in that category are mostly singers, but they they do a little hip hop here and there. So, all right. Mm-hmm. Let's get to top five rap albums on the Billboard this week. We had a lot of albums come up out of nowhere and rise back up to the top, which I knew they would. Uh, we got number five. We got J. Cole with Forest, Forest Hill Drive. He came back down from number seven last week. We got your boy Drake jumped up from the number five spot to number four. What if you're reading this is too late. I got Kendrick Lamar. With To Pimp a Butterfly, came back up from the number eight spot. We got your boy Future with that Dirty Sprite 2. Been holding on to that number two spot like a mug for the past couple of weeks. And at number one, it shouldn't be any question. You probably can guess who's at number one. Dr. Dre with Compton. Makes sense that he's number one. Um, To me... The number two spot shouldn't even be there. Everything that the only the only album to, in my opinion that doesn't belong in the top five is that Dirty Sprite two. That's Dirty, my opinion. Dirty Sprite, yeah. I mean, like we, only, we, again, we gave our opinions on um, when we first started doing doing the top five Billboards, and we gave our critique on on Dirty Sprite. I mean, there, I mean, there's been like a couple, like one or two records for me here and there. Like we were saying, um, the Commas record is a uh, is a good one. Uh, the other one that I think that I heard as um, I can't think of the name is on top of my the tip of my tongue right now. Um, I can't think of it right now, but I, I'll get back to that later. But yeah, I mean, we gave our take on you know what we feel about. You know, there's probably too. I respect Future, what he does and everything like that, but it's just, you know, it's not for me, so. And what he doing right now is real female-like to me, man. You know, the situation with him and Sierra and their son and Russell Wilson, man, you can't be claiming you're a thug doing female stuff, my dude. Like, that bothers me. 
Now, okay, on on the situation with him, and I try not to bring that type of stuff up on the podcast, but being that you brought it up, I watched the interview with him on The Breakfast Club, and everything that he explained on there, I'm and from his standpoint, I'm kind of siding with Future on this one. I'm going to tell you why I'm siding with him on this one. Um, because when it came down to the allegations of him saying, uh, saying that he cheated and stuff like that on Sierra future said they actually came to an agreement that they was no longer going to be together. And they said, he said when the allegations came out about him cheating and all that stuff, she never ever at one point in any point tried to defend him on that. And she just let it, she just let the media let it just ride on it. Uh, the other thing that he was talking about was that, you know, really was like the celebrity of the thing itself. Cause he said like, you know, as far as when it came to marrying her and stuff like that, he said he didn't want to end up having to do the, his example he gave, he didn't want to have to, you know, do the whole E E wedding and stuff like that of Sierra and future and stuff like that. He said he, he didn't like all that type of stuff. He didn't like being, you know, one per se, like in the spotlight so much. He likes to be, he likes to be a little bit more low key, low key about it or whatever. So, yeah, but my issue isn't about him and Sierra's breakup. My issue is about how he's crying in the media about his son being around Russell Wilson. You know what I'm saying? You know, he doesn't like the fact that his son is being seen in public with Russell Wilson. Like, he's crying about, like, why he take um his son or why she take his son around with Russell Wilson so soon and all that. But he brought all his other kids and stuff around Sierra when they were just dating. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it, it's basically to me, to me getting jealous about your children being around another man when you're not, no longer in a relationship with somebody. That's the type of stuff females do. You know, and I'm I'm not sexist or nothing like that. But when you cry about it all in the media about and stuff and you portraying this issue that you're a thug, knowing you got five, six different baby mamas, I mean I mean, bruh, let it go. Do what you both do, pay your child support, see your son when you get your when you when you can. And instilling your son that you his father be a father to him, and you ain't got to worry about no other dude being around your son. But here's the and we do and you know, young, we talked about this like early in the week on a particular situation. And this you it'll ring a bell to you right now when I when I when I mention this. So, you know, we have this whole rule, and I this is how I feel like if you are dating someone and they have a child. You should not introduce that particular person. I don't care how famous they are or how famous you are. You don't introduce that child to that person that you're dating or that you're going to potentially have something with so soon because that, that can set yourself up for a lot of, for a lot of different, you know, a lot of different situations. One, you know, typically, you know, children get attached to people, people that they see around them all the time and, you know, could potentially cause them issues where, you know, child gonna start thinking that's daddy and that really ain't daddy. 
um, stuff like that. So, man, you got to be real. You know, when it comes to having, when it comes to having kids, man, you can't be, especially being, you know, females and stuff like that, or shoot, even males, man, you can't bring those kids around somebody that you've just been dating for like two minutes. You got to, you know, let that, let that situation marinate for a little bit, you know, and wait till it gets like, you know, months down the road before you, you know, start introducing your kids to people because people break up nowadays, like, like nothing. So gotta be real careful with that. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I understand that. What I'm saying is, he's guilty of the same thing she's guilty of. Oh, so oh why yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, they're, they're, both, they're, both, they're both wrong on both sides. Him, you know, having a hissy fit about it is, is one thing. And then her, you know, introducing her child at the at the young age that he is to to another man that's just you know dang I can understand why he's upset about that but he can't be upset about it as well because he does that he's done that himself so you know two wrongs don't make a right so right <clears throat> all right man let's get into let's talk about let's jump back on to Mr. Brian Birdman Williams for a second because I know, as I said before, we've been talking about this dude, like, I want to say probably, I feel like it's been, since the very first episode, we've been, Birdman has been coming out of our mouth. Um, <clears throat> So we're going to talk about a bunch of people, Birdman's history of ripping people off in the music game. <clears throat> and I'll start with... A couple of them, and I'll let you. I'll let you hit the the ones that everybody that everybody knows about. Um, so we got first person in the very beginning when this when Wayne was young, uh, rapper by the name was Little Slim. Um, he introduced uh, Lil Wayne to Birdman back in it's like back in the nineties, and Little Slim also had a record called Thuggin' and Plugging, and even then, back in the nineties, he wasn't getting his fair share on the album sales. Taking, taking, you know, taking, taking the man's album sales, not not paying the man. Then you got uh, Wendy Day, which is very well known in the music industry. Um, she is the owner of a nonprofit a nonprofit organization called Rap Coalition. Uh, Wendy Day also um, She's dedicated her career to to rappers getting them better deals, you know, kind of like shifting the shifting, making better deals for rappers. Well, not rappers in general, but just artists in general, and comparing to giving the artists more power over the label. Um, so what she did was first thing she brokered the deal with Master P No Limit and Priority. And then she also brokered Birdman's cash money deal with Universal, which was a $30 million distribution deal. And then when in the game of music, if y'all don't know, when you discover somebody, you discover an artist, or even if you do kind of pretty much anything, kind of do like a a due diligence to get somebody discovered or anything of that nature to a label, there's always a finder's fee that you pay that person for, you know, getting you that deal or or whatever that it is. So she was going to collect. Let me rephrase. Let me let me repeat the amount that this man got for his distribution deal. He got $30 million here. And Wendy Day just wanted to collect on a standard 5% finder's fee. And Birdman told her, 
to just sue him and you'll get paid. Now, how greedy can you be of a person? It's like, dude, what's 5% of 30 million? I don't even know, right? I can't even do the math on that right now, but I'm pretty sure you ain't going to see a dent in your pocket over 30 million. Uh, I'm doing the math in my head. 10% of 30 million. I mean, a 30 million would be 3 million. So 5% half 3 million. She'll get paid 1.5 mil. It's like, so really 20, 29, 29 wasn't good enough for you, for you, for you, baby. When wasn't good enough for you. You just had to have that extra, extra meal on, on the top. Just to ice it off. Just the icing on the cake. All right, yeah, I'm gonna let you take the one on the. Uh, we already know who it is on the hot boys. Yeah, man, you know, um, the first person in the league cash money records was uh, juvenile, and it's because Baby and Slim wasn't paying juvenile his money. Juvenile, his hottest song, back that ass up, and he wasn't getting paid all his royalty money for that, and. Birdman saying that they had to pay for the video and all that stuff. Anybody that's seen the back that ass video, video, you know, everybody know that's a low budget ass video. It probably you could have shot that. Go ahead. You could have shot that video for two G's. Exactly. You know he ain't paying. You know you ain't paying none of them extras in New Orleans that was in that video. So you know, uh, that was basically a hood video. Now, um, some of the other videos, when they started using more graphics, stopped shooting them in the neighborhoods and stuff like that. I can understand having to pay for those, but Juvenile had his attorneys look over the paperwork and saw that he should have been getting paid more than he was getting paid for, and they didn't pay him. Um, BG, uh, for the same reasons, he wasn't getting his, his fair share of the money. And BG lashed out, like BG lashed out, like way harder than anybody that left cash money. <laughs> like, I mean, with BG, the songs, the mixtapes, like he 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 wasn't going, and you know, um, Turk left because he was while he was in jail. Nobody supported him from cash money. You know, and he basically lived because the hot boys dissolved. The only thing that was holding him to cash money was Lil Wayne. And um, Manny left the same reason, wasn't getting his fair share. Manny made all the beats for cash money. All of them. He should have been the most, he should have had more money than anybody. He should have had more money than Birdman and Slim. Not only did Manny make the beats, he also did his own music. You know, he rapped and everything. So just be, from having creative control, he should have had more money than anybody. I mean, if to me, everything that you see that Birdman has is wasted. All that jewelry, all the tattoos. Yo, this nigga wearing leggings. You mean tell me? <laughs> I mean, tell me you can't you can't pay these people what they worked for. You didn't get them nothing. 
you do without that distribution deal from old girl, you wouldn't have got none of that. I mean, right. you may have bought the equipment off the dope money or whatnot, but you been got that back, my dude. You got that back tenfold. Yeah. All right. So some other people that you know that he screwed. Um, we got uh, Jim Johnson, who also did the the lollipop record. He um, Jim Johnson sued them for five hundred thousand, um, and another producer named Dezel, um sued for for twenty mil. They also they also got sued by the producers playing skills. Got sued sued them for for one million for the record where him and T Pain got money, and also got sued by. Bangladesh as well for the Amelia record. It's like, man, it's like, dude, you are like oozing money. And you can't, and that's why I was and young. That's why I said every single week on every single show we've done, man. Like every time I've been hearing about Lil, they put Lil Wayne saying that he's not paying these people. I again I keep saying it ain't Wayne that's not paying these people. Wayne ain't he's the artist. He ain't gonna be in charge of paying nobody. Cash money's in charge of paying whoever, whoever it is this man does business with. And baby is the reason why a lot of these people are not getting paid. All these producers, like all people you, it's like, come on, man, you got to think somebody like David Banner, which you kind of know that Wayne is cool with is not, you know, he's not getting paid and stuff like that. So it's like, it's something. And like, next thing you're going to hear freaking DJ Khaled ain't getting paid and he signed to the label. Yo, it's crazy, man. Like this this game is, is crazy. Like greed is a mud. Yeah. It's a mud. And here's the crazy thing about this whole thing with Birdman. Like, when it comes to Forbes, man, it's like he's on the top five before us, but it's like with this dude's track record, he don't deserve to even be in the top five with 50 Cent and Jay-Z and Dr. Dre and Diddy because these dudes have paid paid for uh, paid the people that helped them get to where they are. He ain't paid nobody. He is pocketing everything. Yep. I mean hey you see the only thing he talk about is nothing. Yeah that's and that's all he does shoot. He don't do nothing else. Can't rap. So but anyway let's move on. All right let's talk about Let's talk about these uh the streaming music services. Um it's been a lot of things going on in music and per se with a lot of these companies locking out locking out us, the fans, to the music that we want to hear and the videos we want to see and things of that nature. Um title is the the first culprit when it comes to this. Um, they just announced recently that the they'll be broadcasting the Louisiana Fest, which will pretty much be the Hot Boys reunion uh, on title. Um, and that also goes on top of, you know, the other exclusive stuff they got, like the Free Weezy album. Um, they had the, the Rihanna Bitch Better Have My Money track for a little bit. They did Jeezy's 10th anniversary for uh, the Let's Get It Thug Motivation. And they also and they kicked off title with, you know, locking people out of the Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, feeling myself video, too. So and then you also got Apple following suit 
because that's just who they are. And they feel like they're done wrong because, you know, they feel they are like the, the music. How do you say iTunes pretty much, they feel like they control music. So they felt offended by this. So this is probably more like the reason why Dr. Dre's Compton album, not in hindsight also as well. I mean, they did buy beats from beats from Dre, but that's besides the point, but that's exclusive on there. And we still don't know when that's coming to the stores or where anybody can get their hands on it by just, you know, just paying for it. Uh, then you also got some other exclusive videos that was on Apple music. Uh, Drake's energy for real had a record on there called freedom. Eminem had a record on there called phenomenal stuff like that. And these videos I've like never seen, didn't even know they were out to be honest. Um, then you also got, well, and also Spotify is considering offering exclusive content to its premium subscribers. Um, so it's stuff like that. And I feel, you know, it's very, with the state of music nowadays, I kind of just feel like it's like, it's like you got the music stations that are not, you know, showing music, which we've talked about before, but now we got these services when you wanted us, when the internet was the new tool for the music industry to use, to get content to everybody using YouTube and Vivo and daily motion and all this other, and all these other, you know, video on demand websites. It's like, now y'all want to lock us out of it now. You know, the video was a tool that was supposed to be a gift to the fans. It was supposed to be used for promotion. Right, you know, and it's a and it's and, a it's a and it's a visual depiction of the song, you know, for that for the artist. Yeah, but now it seems as if they're taking that away from us. I guess they feel like the internet took so much away from them with pirating that they feel like they need to get it back. Now, as long as there's tech geeks out there like me. We gonna find a way around paying for anything. Okay, so <laughs> all right, let's get real, real quick. Let me let me sit up real quick on this one. Okay, so again, I gotta get on my pedestal about this whole internet killing music once again. Okay, with this whole thing, I'm going. I'm about to expose some stuff, and I'm the reason why I'm gonna do this because one. I'm actually in school, going to school for music business. So I kind of like have the right to do this right now. Okay. Record labels have a department that's called new media. New media doesn't necessarily have a description when it comes to the actual department itself. And as far as in record labels, when you read books, um, book, give you an example for music business, all about the music business by Donald Passman is a very, Great book to read. If you're interested in getting into the music business, it will teach you every single thing you want to know. And this is why I know so much about the music business. Uh, but new media is how they describe it. It's a department of, in more or less words, of geeks sitting in a sitting in a room that's paid to do stuff via internet. And when you think about it real hard, a lot of these labels are leaking artist music, but they want to get upset when the with the people who are astute and smart enough to actually go out and find it and get it at no cost. 
Cause I know a lot of labels, I know a lot of labels leak music purposely to get to kind of, kind of get the, to kind of get the feel for if the record's going, how the record is going to be perceived. If we need, if they need to go to radio with it, but don't sit here and punish the fans for something that you do knowingly. And you know, that is being done, but you want to act like it's the thing that's causing it's the death of the internet. And it's the reason why artists are not selling records. A lot of artists right here are not selling records. Cause a lot of these artists that's coming up are whack as hell is the reason why a lot of them not selling records. The other reason why a lot of artists around here not selling record is because the machine itself, the label has gotten lazy as hell when it comes to developing artists. Again, like I said, they want to act like they want all, they want every artist that they find and discover to be already be ready made and have a fan base already, already up and going. But every artist doesn't, every artist doesn't work that way. Every person doesn't, have the tools and abilities like the like a soldier boy or any of these other artists around here that were pretty much ready made on the internet. Man, Some you people could have said anything better than Soldier Boy. I say I say Soldier Boy because he was he was he was that as much as I hate Soldier Boy, as much as I despise his music, he is the example of an internet phenomenon when it came to when it came to music. He got discovered from the internet. He is a, he is a perfect example of, of that. Is he is he still successful? No, because he was literally pretty much a one hit wonder to me. So, like the my as somebody that was trying to get into the music industry, um, I know the work that goes on goes into being an independent artist trying to get a label to pick you up, and it's hard, man. Like you got to sit up there to sit up there and burn all your own CDs to sit up there and make all your own covers. Yeah, to, it's a crime, man. Yeah, to get out there and to hand out flyers, all the different shows you got to go do. It's a grind. It's expensive, man. You know, it's not like back in the day when they used to just discover an artist. And I'm talking about like it back in the Motown days. It's like. Only thing you had to go do is a do walk, do a little a little interview, and if they like you, they pick you up. It's not like that, man. You gotta invest a lot of your own money. And yeah. that's why it's that's why it's more talented artists out on the street than it is out in the business. Exactly. Exactly. Um, man, I feel like, like, do you feel that, like, I feel like with, you know, I kind of agree with, do you feel with all the exclusive content, you think this is going to possibly kill music streaming? Cause it's kind of going to, I mean, in a sense, it kind of, you know, if you don't have it or if you don't, you know, pay for music streaming already, you know, you can kind of turns you off from, you know, just from the whole streaming aspect of itself. It, it almost makes you feel like you got to have, you got to be pouring money into, into every single music service just to get, you know, just to get all the new music nowadays. I feel like, I feel like those services will die before they let the industry die. Yeah, that's true. But here's one thing though. Um, there's one company is, and here's what I, here's what, you know, kind of boggles my mind. Um, a lot of people don't think about this, but Rhapsody has been around since the early 2000, 2001 to be exact. They have practiced and done none of that, and they're still 
kicking as a music service. They are the first, for those who don't know, Rhapsody is the very first music streaming service out there before Spotify, before Pandora, before any of them. They were the first ones to do it. And the only thing that, that Rhapsody ever did that was different, they offer streaming, but also at the same time, they gave you the option to actually buy the CD or the album digitally to, to have versus streaming it. And they stopped doing that like a couple of years. I think once they back in like oh four oh five or something like that they stopped they stopped giving people that option but they are the first server and they are even though you don't hear about them hear about them a lot like spotify apple music and title rhapsody is around here still kicking so if you know is- you know uh this gonna throw a lot of people off but especially the younger kids because y'all wouldn't remember this like rhapsody used to come installed on the mp3 player called the zoom oh, uh, yeah, microsoft right. Yeah, uh, you know, and and people weren't used to having to buy music. Rhapsody came way before its time, and um, you know, it was it it came at the time. It was something new, and people just was weren't used to that. You know, it also came out around the same time as Napster and Kaza, and you know, all yeah. the yeah, all the music torrent websites. Well, those weren't torrents. Those were more of the music stealing websites. <laughs> yeah, we can. Yeah, the nice way to say it is file sharing websites. That's 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 yeah. the nice way of saying it. But we know what it really is. Yeah, but you know, um, it was ahead of its time, and and it, and that's why it took a while for it to catch on. But that's why it's still around. Yeah, very true. They've, they, you know, you would think, you know, having a service, a music service or coming up as a music service, you would think, you know, think of Rhapsody being the, the original MC in the game. You would think they, everybody go run to them and be like, I hey, mean, you know, what, what are you doing to, to stay relevant? Because Rhapsody still, they ain't been bought out nobody, by nobody. They ain't went bankrupt or anything like that. They're still, still thriving, still kicking. Among all this other, all these other gimmicks that all the other music services are doing to to get people to sign up, either either they're doing this content because ain't nobody biting on that service, or you know, or they just you know just screwing the fans, just saying, just want to say screw all the screw all the fans all together. So yeah, uh, well. Hove is at the helm of title, and you know he all about making a dollar. Um, yeah, I mean, the, with the whole title thing, I mean, title. I get the. Here's the thing about title. I get the reason that Jay Z did title because it was all really because a lot of the music services, as far as when it came to royalty, royalties and payout, um, it was screwing the artists. And so his answer to that, it was like, it was a service that, you know, it's owned by artists because the artists are particular artists that are shareholders as well. But then the artists that are on there, you know, it's owned by artists, ran by artists is basically, you know, basically their motto. But at the same time with this whole exclusivity thing, it's just, it's, it's not, it's not right. Now the whole, the whole mission statement of title is something they that should they should keep behind closed doors, you know, that's in relation to the artist. Because I'm gonna be to be completely honest with you, 
the fans care, but they don't care about, you know, royalty payout and things of that nature when it comes to the artists, unless you've been an artist or are artists yourself when you, and you actually know how that works. Our people just care about getting that song, being able to listen to it, being be able to listen to it and consume it. That's the last thing on a customer or, or a fan's mind when it comes to, you know, being part of a, being part of a music service, they could be honest. They could care less about, you know, the artist getting paid. So, yeah. So I think, yeah. That, I think, I think that that model that they have about, you know, it's, you know, owned by artists, what all that's something they could have, that's something they could have kept to themselves, to be honest, because that's that particular, that, that their standpoint is not going to make anybody want to get with the service even faster because it's owned by artists. It's just, it wasn't. I mean, you have some people that are diehard Jay Z fans that probably subscribe to the service just sheer, just because of the sheer fact that they're Jay Z fans. But to the normal to the normal person, even with even with the, the options that they have, like the pricing on title is is a turn off as well. With the you know with the two with the two tier deal they got they got the nine ninety nine they got the nineteen ninety nine and to be honest you know that's supposed to be that lossless audio and let's be real to the average consumer when it comes to lossless audio for those of us uh, that are listening that are audiophiles you need very special particular headphones kind of like the ones I got on my head right now to be able to hear and tell the difference between regular audio and lossless audio. And the typical and typical consumer one ain't gonna pay the price tag for those headphones, and two wouldn't even know the difference from them if you played it for them. Right. So now, now on a lighter note concerning title, I could understand why um, Rihanna's track "Bitch Better Have My Money" would be on pre uh uh uh. A, an account like that and not on cable. My good naked. Like you talking about the video? Yeah, it's like you got her and another female that's naked in the video. Never seen the video, my dude. I had to go check it out. Yeah, that's I went st- <laughs> I, I, I I I went around those channels, you know, um that I wasn't supposed to go around to watch the video. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real. I wouldn't go watch the video because Rihanna has the body of a 12 year old boy, and I'm good. Not in that video. For some reason, it just doesn't look that way. <laughs> <laughs> Photoshop, yeah. Photoshop, Photoshop. Yeah, but you know, um, could this be like more uncut videos? Like real uncut videos, not the ones they used to play on BET. Could it be that they're gonna be shooting these type of videos that they want to charge for this service? Yeah, I mean, again, it's still it's still locking the content behind a paywall, and it's not giving the fans an opportunity. It's not giving the fans the opportunity or even the heads up of like, you know, like I said before, like, hey, um, 
the the Louisiana Fest is only going to be exclusive on title for a month or a week or for six months or something. Like give people some type of heads up to know that, hey, this is going to be something that is going to be, you know, presented or broadcast to the masses because people want to see it. You got people around here who are Lil Wayne fans that don't have a title account. You have some people that probably can't even afford a title account. So, you gotta be, you gotta be fair with the people, man, because that's at the end of the day, that's who paying, that's who's paying your bills, that's who's lining your pockets with money. So if you want people to, if you want people to buy into your service, man, you can't, you know, you can't. These services can't continue to lock people out on content. It's just that I feel, I just really feel as a as a fan, I feel that's just not right. It's not gonna. It's not gonna help the situation of the whole pirating or anything like that. That's that is gonna. That's gonna continue unless the internet dies sometime soon. So there's nothing you. There's nothing you really. There's nothing you really can do about that to keep people from doing it. People gonna. People gonna continue. You got. You got those people that if music goes fully digital, they're gonna be those. There's still gonna be those people that want to have a physical CD in their hand as well. You know. There's no. There's no getting there's no getting around it, man. It's just it's just how it is. I mean, you gotta think about this, dude. Like when CDs came out, you know, you got people, you probably still got people to this day that probably still be hunting down cassette tapes of certain artists. Yeah. Uh, let but, alone vinyl. Yeah. Um basically what the industry hasn't learned is that the more you try to get the fans to pay for something, the more it's gonna get pirated. Exactly. That's and that's you. You. You freaking you. They are. They are hurting themselves when they think they're they're helping themselves by making it, putting it behind something that you have to pay for. They're continuing. They're continuing to hurt the industry when they when they do this and when record labels make these kind of kind of deals with Apple Music to say, oh, this is only exclusively on here. And I'm pretty sure Apple's probably paying out their pocket to get the content and the labels just freaking just, you know, pocketing the money. So like I'm finna tell you something that I've noticed over the years. And it's showing that we're in this digital age. Radios, I mean cars don't even come with CD players anymore. They don't come with CD players or tape players. Everything is digital. Pandora comes installed. You'll be able to get a title or Apple Music account um, on your radio in your car. You got satellite radio. Like, they're really trying to fuse out the old way of doing things to get more money in their pockets. And it's not going to work because as long as there's people out there that know how to get this music and put it in a format where the common man can get it, then it's always going to be available to them and you're going to continue to lose money. Yep. Because the common, because the common man and knows, knows how to per se pirate and get this music is smarter than the man that's running the label that's in a suit. I can, I can guarantee you that. Yep. All right, man, let's move on for that. Cause you know, talking about, you know, talking about that crap gets me, Gets me riled up most of the time because, again, like I say, I just feel it, feel it's not right. Um, all right, man, let's get into our hip hop legend spotlight this week. We got the boy himself. Hold up, hold up. Let me give him a hint. 
Pop that booty doo-doo brown. Let me see you touch the ground. If you don't know who that is, then you're probably too young. So go ahead and say it anyway. Uncle Luke and two live crew. Yo, it's your boy. Now check this out. Given the fact that a lot of people you finally seeing the straight out of company movie have seen it or whatnot, you probably think NWA was like the first group to get try to be censored by the government. Wrong. It was actually Uncle Luke and the Two Live Crew. Uh, Uncle Luke and the Two Live Crew had been out since the eighties, like like mid eighties, and they ushered in that era of that southern based music. Yeah, you know, like the '69 Boys. You know, the 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 songs that came out with the little dance, just like the the um. Tootsie Roll, you know, the song Scared by Uncle Luke and, and um, you know, Hey, We Want Some Mm-mm. And the government was forced by white middle America and church-going black people. It's something when you piss off white middle America and church-going black people, you know you're doing something right. <laughs> I hate to say it, but that means you're doing something right. And here's the other, other thing about um, about Two Live Crew for me to add in. Now, originally with Two Live Crew, Luke actually was not originally in the group to begin with. He was actually a DJ, and he was doing DJ work from in Miami, like in Miami Beach. And he said he would go up to he would go up to like New York. And do and kind of like just do DJ, you know, host, you know, club stuff, you know, school stuff, stuff like that as a DJ. And he actually did some stuff in the very beginning with with uh, Run DMC before they blew up. Um, and then he after that, he got with the members that were at the time two live crew. And actually, a lot of them actually weren't from the South. Uh, one of the members I know uh, one of the members from Brooklyn, one from the West Coast. And the other one was from Florida, and of course, and of course, Luke blew, um, was born and grew up in Miami Beach. So, yeah, man. Um, but to make a long story short, because they do have a long story, um, he's a pioneer. He's a hip hop legend because he's a pioneer on freedom of speech. Like if it wasn't for Uncle Luke, aka Luke Skywalker, uh, a lot of cats wouldn't be able to say what they want to say in their own music. He he helped he fought the government and fought for your first amendment right to say what you want to say in your music. And that's what makes him a hip hop legend. And that's in my opinion. Plus his, you know, record sales and things of that nature. Uncle Luke was like before it was called twerking, he had girls popping their booty, aka popping their coochie. You know, yes, what they call it back when they which they call it back in the nineties. Now, some other things that Luke did. Now, here is where, when I think about this, I really, I know, you know, Ti proclaimed himself, you know, king of the south, but I feel like Luke himself, because he, if you think about in the era and the time that Luke came out in the eighties. He was the first 
Southern hip hop artists to ever come out of the South because everybody was trying to sound like New York or be, or have that New York style, like the run DMCs, like the LL Cool J's, like the Beastie Boys, like the public enemy and stuff like that. So you can really give Luke the credit of being the first Southern hip hop artist because he helped usher in people like Pitbull and uh, who else we got. He was like, I know he said he also was, you know, running with cats like Lil John early, early in the early in the nineties as well before he, before he got big. Um, other things we can also give, give Luke credit for Luke you can give this man the credit for the parental advisory sticker. No, this was not something that was created by the government because they felt that, you know, music was too filthy for children and things like that. Luke actually came up with the parental advisory sticker himself because he felt that what it was that kids were getting a hold of his music. Uh, I want to say in the state of Alabama and he was getting flack from it from parents. And he, he even said, like, this this music that I'm making is not meant for kids. So he had to find a way to to kind of, like, keep keep children from getting a hold of it and putting – and he actually created – putting the parental advisor sticker on, on two live cruise music. So you can credit that man with, with, the, with the parental advisor sticker. Another thing that, that I can say – I wouldn't even say to give Luke credit for this, but I think – his movement and what two live crew did for hip hop uh, back when Luke was coming up. A lot of people don't know this. There weren't any black strip clubs. There was only white strip clubs. And most of the time with white strip clubs, a lot of the times you only had like, it was a thing that like that, you know, that white bikers went to all the time. And with that, you can with all the music from the you know all the music that Two Live Crew did, man. You can pretty much give this man the credit of you know probably of kind of like starting the movement for black strip clubs because of the music that he made. Because he was in a lot of his videos, he was pulling he had when there were strippers. Then he was numbered in his videos with, with strippers and male uh, female strippers and male strippers in his videos. A lot of people don't even know that, so. Shouts out to uh, Uncle Luke for the term scripples also. <laughs> yeah, so. That's why the two, the greatest strip clubs are in Miami and Atlanta. That you know? is true. That is true. People, and actually, I think, and actually, um, I can't remember because I was, it was something I was reading with Luke. Um can't think of the name of the strip club he said he originally went to but that strip club is like still standing today and is actually one of the biggest strip clubs in in the south i can't think i cannot think of the name of it but um is, but, it, in my, is it in florida or Atlanta? no nah, i think it's in i think it's in i think it's in florida i want to say oh because if it's in atlanta i could have given that in the mall off the top of my head <laughs> that that's that's not something you should be proud of sir <laughs> oh and if it wasn't for Uncle Luke, you wouldn't have movies like Players Club. <laughs> that that part, yeah, that part would be, yeah, yeah that's very true. But all right, man. Um, you got anything else for us today? Yeah, man. For our, for my last dollar, I uh, previewed two albums. One is by Fetty Wap. The other one is by K Camp. And was the I, uh, 
quick question though: Was the Fed? Because I know the Fetty Wap album had come out. Was was the Fetty Wap deal a mixtape? I I guess it was his mixtape. You know me. I I get a hold of stuff and just listen to it. Uh, there's no rhyme or reason of why I get it. I'm not gonna reveal my sources on how I get it. So, <laughs> but um. I would rather go, I'm not a fan of either one of these artists, but just on a hip-hop basis, I would rather go with K-Camp. They both singing, but at least K-Camp has more actual rapping in it and not the singing thing. So if, you know, if I had to spend my last dollar on one, it would be the K-Camp album entitled The Only Way Is Up. So, you know, if if you if you're interested in K Camp and that type of music, it's a decent album. Um, I would suggest going to buy that and let Fetty Wap stay where he at. Fetty Wap is good, man. Fetty Wap is he. I mean, he's hot right now, but you know, we ain't gonna we gonna we gonna love everybody that's in the game right now. I mean, can't can't really deny the man um, his success right now because if we yeah, as you know, numbers don't lie. So gotta, I understand. Gotta, yeah, gotta I understand it. I mean, I I knew one day growing up that I wouldn't hear Nas anymore, or you know, like people like Ti and Ludacris and Young Jeezy. I I knew that eventually they was gonna fade into the background, and another generation was gonna take over. But you know. I'm an old head now, man. So you know, I, I like what I like. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, that's that's for sure, man. You know, I try to. I've been tending to lately. I've been trying to give it. I've been trying to give the some of the new stuff a chance. You know, trying not to be too judgmental. But if it's stupid, then I ain't listening to it. It's just as simple as that. I uh, mean, but I, but I try to give. I try to give the stuff that I know that you know, because you know, with some of the artists, there's just is like certain things in the chemistry of music. That you know, as far as how certain songs are made, that that kind of like get stuck in your head, and you really can't. Most of the time, you can probably hate the artist all day long, but you know, it's just gets stuck in your head, and you can't help it. You can't help but sing it or have it in your head or, or repeat the lyrics to the song. So, right. But as long as the artists continue to come out, that's like Kendrick and J. Cole. Um, I feel like music. I feel like hip hop would still have a place in the world. Yeah, it's still, you know? yeah, it's, yeah, it's still have a place because I mean, you got your on um, part of the new school. You got your, you know, your Kendrick Lamar and your J Cole are gonna be your legends that are gonna be around for a while. But you know, you got to think about even with you know with us coming up with listening to hip hop when we were fan, you know, being fans of people like your T.I., your Ludacris, your Jeezy, your Jay-Z, and stuff like that. You had your duds in the middle that were like your one-hit wonders. <laughs> we probably don't remember most of them, but they were there. And, I you know, do. They had, yeah, I mean, you know, you remember some of them, because, but, you know, but, you know, hey. stuff like that. You got some of these cats out here, you know, they, they're not in it. For, a lot of them are not in it for the long run, or they get into some situations where they, you know, can't be around for a long time, so. Yo, just like let's let's do let's do something. I'm throwing this in here. I know it's not on the agenda. Like you remember some of the old artists that came out with those those hits and like they just disappeared. Like remember JT Money? Yeah, remember JT Money? You remember uh Archie Eversole? Remember Archie? Yeah, remember Archie? 
Bubble Sparks. Uh, Bubble Sparks. Yeah, I mean, Bubble Sparks. Actually, you know what? Bubble Sparks actually did come out something recently. Like, like it wasn't nothing that mainstream, but if you like, if you really like search for it, he did have some something I didn't really listen to it to be honest, but I just you know hey I, I just want to see if you know Bubba Sparks is still around. So I looked it up and release year was 2014. So I was like, oh, okay, he's still doing his thing. So you must have had to go on the dark web to find it. Nah, man, I had to go on the dark <laughs> web. It was just on Spotify, dog. Oh, <laughs> but you know, like it's it's been those cats out there, like somebody that stuck around and still making music today. It's um that I enjoy because he he hasn't changed. It's Pastor Troy. Um, yeah, Pastor Troy, man. Um, I I gotta do some research on this, but I want to say Pastor Troy probably has the most album of any artist. I think he's probably like around about. I don't want to make no. I'm gonna research it to get the exact number, but I'm gonna say he probably over. He, he's probably about 15 albums in right now. Yeah, man, you know, Pastor Troy is fairly young, too. He seemed old to a lot of cats, but Pastor Troy, when you first heard him on his first album where he was dissing Master P, he was 16 years old, man. Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, another cat is Player Fly, you know, 8-Ball and MJG. I mean, they weren't one here wonders. Don't get me no, wrong. No, yeah, 8-Ball and MJG were no, no, by far were no one here wonders. 8-Ball and MJG came up in the era of Tila and all of them, you know, that yeah. Memphis, that's that Memphis music right there, so. Right. 3 you know, Mafia and them, so. Right, you know, and you had cats like, like that, man, but, you know, eventually they fade to the background, so, you know, because they get older. Oh, I think um no, I think Too Short got more albums than anybody. They probably they probably both up there. Too short, <laughs> you know everything. Every time I think about Too Short, I just always think about his most knows most famous li- famous line when he just yeah. stop, when he just stop and say bitch. Yeah, that's his most, that's his most famous line to me. That's why that's why I, that's why I like Too Short. So. Yeah, but you know this hip hop thing, man, it just is is. To me, you got hip hop and you got rap, and rap falls. Rap is a child of hip hop. Hip hop is more about the me- the message. And to yeah, me- yeah, it's about the message. Hip hop is the hip hop is you know is what we are, man. It's like it's the it's the culture for the most part, you know. Whereas be the you know the style of dress or the lifestyle. That's I mean, rap is just rap is part of hip hop. Right. So, so I feel like eventually we'll be coming up with a new category with all this um singing rap, like you said, rap R and B. So um I feel like we'll be because they did come up with a new category when it came to trap music. So then you had crunk music and it's so many different cl- genres you can put it into nowadays. Well you, know, well, you know, when you think about like, now you say, you say trap, actually, you know, one kind of cool fact real quick, trap music just hit its 10 year, 10 year anniversary because trap music came out back in 05. I mean, we thank your boy T.I. for trap music on that one. Um, but on crunk music, crunk music is, I would probably say at this point, it's dead. Trap, well, crunk uh, music has turned into EDM. And that's where, because a lot of people, a lot of those Lil John fans and things of that nature, if you want to know where Lil John is, go go Google EDM. 
that's the type of music he's doing now. It's still crunk music, but it's just more of a, it's probably EDM is probably more listened to for probably most of by, by Caucasian people, but it's, it's kind of EDM to me is kind of like, it's kind of like not the trap music that TI does, but it's like the, there's a, there's a genre. If you, if you will versing your music, there's a, this European trap music and that type of music. It's, it's pretty, it, it's pretty tight music. Um, Cause I know, Iggy did an album that was that was did a kind of like a mixtape that was trap, and that album that mixtape was pretty pretty good. Um, and then you also got Pusha T is actually going to do is doing EDM now. He's not doing he's not doing rap anymore or hip hop per se anymore. He said he's he's doing he's doing EDM because the people the fans of EDM they appreciate they appreciate him. He said he he said he feels he can be a lot more clever on EDM and he loves how he loves how the, the beats are. So high tempo versus, you know, a lot of stuff they're doing in hip hop now. Right. And, um, I mean, to give them a little history on crunk music, crunk music didn't come out in the two thousands. Crunk music actually started with, um, three, six mafia and the club fight songs in the mid nineties. So club up. exactly uh, 95 to be exact. So, uh, you know, it, it ran its course all the way up until like, you know, late 2008, 2009, something like that. So, you know, it ran its course and, um, you know, it gave way, it croaked music, gave way to trap music. So, you know, I mean, hip hop is so well versed is, it's, it's a variety of hip hop. For everybody, you know, I mean, like last week episode, we talked about Christian, Christian rap, you know, for your church goers that don't want to hear all the profane language. You know, you got your Christian rap for your drug dealers. You got your trap music. I mean, for your nerds and people who 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 want a message, you got, you know, just what's called regular hip hop. Yeah, you got your, well, you got what we call, you know, you got your conscious rap, you know. Yeah, conscious rap. I mean, you got something for everybody in hip hop. Yep, so. sure do. But all right, man, let's get ready to wrap it up. Um, you know, you want to take us out with uh, where they can hit us up at, man? Sure. Um, you can hit us up on Twitter. That's the Hip Hop Rejects on Twitter. Um, you can hit us up on Facebook at the Hip Hop Rejects. You can hit us. No downloaders on Podbeam, Stitcher Radio, iTunes. We finna be everywhere. So keep a lookout out. Share our podcast. Get your friends to follow. Exactly. And Make sure you guys hit that hit that subscribe button because we need you guys to hit that subscribe button to, to keep us going. So also, right. um, also guys, give us uh when you're in your iTunes and iTunes app, write us a review. Let us know what you feel, whether it be negative or positive. We take it all. We take it all and strive to make the show better. So give us your if, give us your feedback. And if you want to be a part of the show, make sure you hit us up and leave your top five, your comments, your opinions. Uh, if you got a topic you want to hear talked about on the show, let us know. Exactly. We'll, we'll make sure we'll shout you out, name, what city you're from, and all of that. So, all right, Young, it's another one in the books, man. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take us out tonight with a little bit of Uncle Luke. So uh if you're young, ask your parents if you can listen to the outro.